Hello and welcome to Real Nerd Hours, a podcast ostensibly about nerd things like anime, music, movies, comics, video games, life, women, all that good stuff. <laughs> I'm Chet, joined with Nikki, Piggy Nucka, as you might know her. We will not have Denzel here today because he's he's a poor, sick little boy. And he's not feeling too good, so we're recording it at, at my we're recording it at my home, which is not the usual. It's so both of our homes. Oh, this is my house, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I think too. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if things sound a little strange, that's because we're on different equipment today. So apologies about that. Not really much we can do, but. We got some some rousing good laughs for you, like usual, and uh, just just with a little less Denzel this time. But yeah, so how are you doing today, Nikki? Been working all day, freelancing, animation. Well, cool, cool. I'm not gonna ask about any details on that because I know how NDAs are, and I don't. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I I spent the entire day moving a bunch of boxes. I had to help Connie clear out a storage unit. And let me tell you what's miserable, clearing out a storage unit. Was it really dirty? Like, was it just the stuff or was it also like stuff that was all like dirty because it was old? I mean, it was in good condition because, you know, it was in like an actual storage place. It's all indoors. It's temper temperature controlled. And, you know, like climate controlled and everything so it, it's not as if anything was like moldy or like nasty but it was everything was dusty and it was a lot of stuff because it was her stuff and both of her parents stuff but we were only getting her stuff out of there so we had to move like i don't know 50 boxes to get to her 10 oh my god yeah it was it was <laughs> stupid and then we had to get a bunch of furniture out and everything but uh yeah i'm i'm pretty beat after that that was like seven hours of lifting it was crazy <laughs> time to get swole yeah i mean shit i don't have to go to the gym today that's for sure not like you've been going lately anyways boom boom <laughs> nope your boy been lazy as shit but that's okay I still look good, and that's what matters. <laughs> so, Nikki, have you been watching any anime, movies, anything of the sort? Not recently, because I've been working, and it's really hard to read subtitles while you work. But a couple episodes, and I have heard you have not brought up su Sudo Dere children at all. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting about that one. <laughs> You're right. I have not brought that up at all. But uh, Suradere Children is this cute little anime about relationships and just kind of like the little complications of high school relationships. And it's it's really cute and very funny. Super funny. And the episodes are really short. They're only they're like, like 10 what? minutes. Yeah, right? 10 minutes. I think 11 minutes, including the opening and ending credits. Right, and so it's like nine minutes of content. I would say that it is 
more funny than the average shoujo because I, I feel like it's more of a slice of life more than anything, but it is romance based. And yeah, it's- but it's like it's romance based, but it like it so does not feel like a romance show. Uh, for sure, that's why I said more slice of life. So. Yeah, yeah, because like, uh, but. Well, it, it's it's just the little things about the, the like the little complications about being in a uh, in a relationship in high school. Like, oh my god, my text went through, and now I look like a jackass because she just said something else. Yeah, and the nice thing is, it doesn't only follow one couple; it follows a bunch of different couples yeah. and each one is like different and has their own trope and so it's like some some of them i know that my problem with most shoujo anime is it never like you spend 20 episodes to have them just confess to each other and it's right. really annoying yeah but this like there's some couples that are are kind of doing that but other couples like the first time you see them it's they're already going out or th- there's one couple I really like that the girl had thought they were going out for an entire year. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really, really funny. I know Chet isn't a fan of Shoujo either, and I got him to watch it, and he, he loved it. <laughs> yeah, there was there was one clip as that, that kind of got everyone interested in the show. I, I'll try and find a link to that and and post that in the show notes for this week but uh yeah i would not expect myself to watch something that's so i don't want to say girly but girly but uh yeah no it's very good i'm I'm really enjoying it it's super funny yeah yeah uh the only other thing i've been regularly watching is uh chet and i have been watching kakegurui Yep. Uh, when we have the chance to watch it together, and then Boku no Hero Academia when we have the chance to watch it together. But I'm mostly, everything's kind of, and I've been watching uh, Centaur's Worries or Centaur's Life as well. I don't think you talked about that on here, did you, Chet? No, I haven't mentioned that on there because I haven't really been actually watching it, you know? Like, I've, I've caught a couple of episodes, but I haven't been actively watching it. Yeah, so uh, Centaur's Worries is an anime about monster girls, but it is better than Monster Masume, because Monster Masume is a piece of shit. (laughs) But it... No. Yes, it is. I fucking hate Monster Masume. No. Basically, everybody in this world is a monster. Uh, There's monster boys and girls, but the anime mostly revolves around this one centaur girl. And I kind of watched, I, I, I saw it and I was like, oh, I really like Monster Girls. I kind of want to watch this, but I don't like like really edgy based shows most of the time. So I went into it with like, I thought I was going to drop it to be honest, uh, especially with, if you watch the opening of it, it looks like it's really like pervy kind of fan service kind of stuff. But I got into it, and it actually has a lot of social commentary that I was not expecting whatsoever, and that alone has kept me engaged in the show. Uh, they make a, a 
quip at one point where they say, because everybody in the world's monsters, they've got centaurs, cat people, uh, snake people, angels, all this junk. And in one of the classes, they go like, we monsters have dealt with discrimination between our races. I think if people just had different skin colors, we would all come together and wouldn't hate on each other. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> when you too- secretly woke yeah and it, it's got really intense i i've gotten multiples of my friends to watch it just because they i have a group of people well i i would say most of my anime geared friends look to me for recommendations on things and saw me talking about it and within the last three episodes they actually had a whole episode based on nazis and what? nazi germany and like had topical yeah it was pretty intense and depressing also a centaur hung himself I don't really know how you do that. That's some <laughs> strong ass rope. But it, it's pretty good. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. I need to catch up, but I'm pretty much gearing up for next season already because this season, is, I think there's only one or two episode weeks in this season before we take a short break and then start into anime fall season. So, yeah, that one's coming up pretty soon. There's some there's some shows that I'm looking forward to out of the new season because uh, we got the return of Shokugeki no Soma. It's getting its season three. I know Osamatsu-san is coming back out of yes. fucking left field. No one saw that shit coming. No, everybody saw that shit coming because of because how popular they make, it was. Yeah, because it makes like infinite money. So there's that. But, but the show, like. It took so that show is a left turn every episode, and it still ended with a left turn. Like it, it the ending was fucking wild, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess they're making another season. And you know what? That that anime has no rules, so it I can't even say that it's bullshit. <laughs> and the new season of Chet's favorite anime, the anime that has kept me and him together is coming out next season. Love Live Sunshine season two. We are both so excited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... Chet almost broke up with me because Love Live at one point. She was way too into it. It was becoming a problem. I mean, I'm still pretty into it. Chet size. Uh, we just kind of finished unpacking our house, and I have a shelf above my my computer full of about 20 different Love Live statues. And he, I've I've decided to call my computer corner the degenerate corner because Chet just hates walking by it. It's it's pretty bad, but you know, you're allowed to do what you want. It was just like. When uh, when it's all you can talk about is one thing that you know I don't like, then it's a problem. Like, because this was when we were long distance more so, and every conversation we would have, at at Love Live had to come up multiple times. Every conversation, I'm I was just getting, I was done with it. <laughs> But well, and we worked through it. When, when someone loves idols and another person doesn't love idols, I'm sure none of your listeners like idols except for me. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a we have a few female listeners, and I'm sure a few of them are at least moderately into 
into some of the idle trash. Yeah. So it's, you, this is an example of how somebody who likes idols and somebody who fucking hates idols can come together in a happy relationship. I just want to explain why I dislike idols so much, especially as like a trope within media. And it's this easy. If all, if the only thing that you have to offer is cute girls doing cute things, I don't care. I can watch other things about cute girls and they'll be interesting. But they don't just do cute things, chat. They can sing songs and they can dance. And right, but I also rights. I also dislike every song. There, like Snow Halation is like the one idol song that I can think of that's like even bearable. The rest of them, I can't stand. I hate their voices. I hate you the background music. I hate. Not listen to them. I have listened to, to enough. <laughs> I have listened to enough, and I hate it. I don't really like J-pop. In ge- I don't like pop in general. J-pop to me is even worse than American pop, and idol pop is the worst form of J-pop to me. Chet, after this episode, I'm sending you down to listen to some of my favorite idol songs. <laughs> Please. I, that You can do you what can, you, you want. <laughs> okay, so the cool thing about Love Live is, from what I understand, one woman composes all the songs for the... the there's, there's more songs than there are just in the show. They have live concerts with the voice actresses. I'm actually going to be going to one in San Diego of viewing of a recorded live which i'm very excited for for my birthday chet's not going because he hates it but uh yeah it's this one woman i think composes and writes all the songs and there's a wide range of various styles of music that they use for that and just that alone is pretty damn impressive in my book yeah but stevie wonder did the same thing and he's actually good Well, to jump off this track of idols, <laughs> I do want to say there's two really cool anime coming out next season. Uh, one is The Ancient Magnus Bride. The uh, There's an OVA series that is on Crunchyroll that you can watch right now that finished releasing. Uh, it is a super cool story about a girl who is neglected and abused. She actually, uh, her like family disowned her and she got adopted by another family and she can tell that that family doesn't care about her. And she sees demons everywhere. And so everybody thinks she's crazy. And she ends up uh, falling into a world where she is the apprentice of this magician who's got this like soul, soul face. And it's basically like her being the trainee of the wizard guy and like learning how to be that it's pretty dope it it was very widely hailed this i think it was like two seasons or maybe last season that it came out um it was very everybody was very happy with it and is very excited about the new series that has 24 episodes and then also a very old anime that i is close and near and dear to my heart kino's journey they are making a new series for that. And I, I think actually that's probably the, the series I'm most excited for next season. It's very, very good. <laughs> All right. It's about, uh, uh, each episode is a story within itself and it follows, uh, this girl named Kino who travels around this world that is ever changing on her talking motorcycle Hermes. And <sighs> yeah. I, w- 
I will say that there is is not cartoony. It's pretty dark and depressing at points. And the motorcycle doesn't have a face or anything. So just get that out of your head. It just like has a spirit infused in him that makes it talk. So I'm I'm glad. I'm glad it's not Jabberjaw. So Kino no Tabi or Kino's Journey, I compare it very much to Mushishi, which is another great anime if you haven't seen it. Uh, but the episodes are kind of a story within itself. Some episodes will trail off to be two or three, but it's kind of a cowboy bebop kind of thing where you can just jump in wherever and you're not really lost because there, there isn't too much of a story. The characters are very easy to understand and it's really understanding how they're interacting with the environment the other characters they're meeting on their journey so well all right also i would like to issue a quick correction i meant speed buggy not jabberjaw wrong obnoxious talking cartoon (laughs) from the same era and probably the same production company you know (laughs) but all this anime talk and we still haven't mentioned the greatest anime of the 21st century Oh, yes, I totally of, I just finished it last night. Yes, too, you were of course. You already know what the fuck it is. We talk about Neo Yokio, y'all. You don't deserve this giant Toblerone. No one deserves this giant Toblerone. <laughs> Do any of us truly deserve this giant Toblerone? No. Uh, it was so perfect. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. All right, so if you were skeptical about the show, just give it a shot. It's only six episodes, 22 minutes long, yada, yada, yada. It is an interesting show. It's really hard to judge because it's it's definitely satire. And it's important that you recognize that like from the get-go. Otherwise, you are going to hate it because the animation isn't good. The story makes very little sense. But... That's not the important part. Yeah, do not go into it thinking it's actually going to be good or you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just gonna, you're going to hate it. But if you just remember that it is indeed satire and that it's... While it presents itself kind of as a, as a veiled... It, it, it presents itself in a Japanese way. It is very much rooted in american culture and it's it's largely a criticism of american consumerism the the stigma behind black excellence especially around old money like jaden smith's character is very much jaden smith like he he is the heir to an empire he has his own talent but it largely stems from his family and he's trying to do his own thing. He's trying to kind of not live up to the family name, but he has to. And all he wants to do is fuck around and uh, get his brands on. Yeah. Wear fancy clothes, drink uh, caprese martinis. Yeah. I'm going to make one of those. Those shits sound good. I will join you in that. I mean, actually I want to, it basically, it sounds just like a Bloody Mary, really. It's probably a better Bloody Mary because it's not spicy. Well, maybe for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually, I want Chet and I to cosplay from it. Cause I, I think that would be a lot of fun. You got it. Everybody has to join our crowdfunding. We need $124 so we can buy a giant Toborone off Amazon. So. <laughs> yeah. 
fun, funny thing about that is uh, if we can't reach our goal, I already have a uh, a backup plan for that. Oh. Yeah. You'll. I'll show you. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. But either way, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if get if, ready for Neo Yokio cosplay. Chia. <laughs> but yeah, basically, if you're on the fence about watching the show, just check it out. I mean, it's six episodes. It's a Netflix show. I assume most people have Netflix at this point, or at least have access to it. And uh, you know, just remember that it's that that it's satire don't take it seriously though you saying that everybody has access to netflix last night i'm one of the instagrammers I did my instagram stories so i did an instagram story showing i was watching neo yokio and then i was working on wigs and some dude totally messaged me i wrote watching neo yokio and working on wigs and some dude messages me and goes yo what anime is that I go, it's Neo Yokio, it's on Netflix. He's like, I don't have Netflix. I'm going to look this up on Kiss Anime. Oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> okay, I understand if you don't have, you know, specific streaming services. Like, if something's. Like Crunchyroll. Yeah, Crunchyroll, Hulu. But I, most people, I would say, can have access to, to Netflix. And I, that's that's a real first world kind of statement I just said. I, I specifically mean people in America, especially if you're in an urban well, area, as most people are. But, one of your friends has to have Netflix, and it's like, unlike Crunchyroll, like we, I have, me, Chet, and our roommate all share Crunchyroll, and then I also let other people borrow my Crunchyroll account so they can watch anime. It doesn't have multiple profiles, so the one really annoying thing is like my, when I go back through my history, well, one, it's funny because I could watch what people have been watching. See, like, you've been watching this perverted shit. Who the hell did this? Who uh, marathon monster Musume? <laughs> uh, but with Netflix, you could have, like, what is it, like, six different profiles per account. Like, yeah. just get all your friends on there and throw in two bucks. That's super easy. Yeah, it's dumb easy. And it, like, yeah, you can only have two people on it at a time. But you can get up to four screens. You can get up to four. Wow. Shit. All right. Yeah. Okay. Four people. So I mean, Netflix is easy, but you know, of course, not everyone has it. But I assume that the majority of people in our demographic, especially the American listeners, most of them are going to have access to it. Apparently, not this guy on Instagram. Well, <laughs> I mean, the dudes that hit you up on Instagram largely not american true i've got many men telling me that i'm so milky and that they would love to drink the milk from my breasts from india Opal i don't Bob. not know why indian men are so obsessed at least on the internet right the thirsty, dudes. thirsty indian men on the internet go on girls profiles and talk about how they would love to drink milk from their breast, even though they do not look pregnant whatsoever. <laughs> Probably not lactating, but okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the percentage of women who lactate at any given moment are, you know, it's pretty low. It's pretty low. 
And it's usually but pretty easy the, to see. Yeah, you can usually tell because you don't lactate at the beginning of pregnancies. You probably and like not usually unless you're nursing your kid for a really long time, which God, God forbid, why the hell would you do that? Hey, hey, uh, hey, mother's milk is really healthy. <laughs> they've, they've, shown, they've shown that some kids who were breastfed until they were like seven, uh, they were a lot stronger than their counterparts. <laughs> like, well, they had just other saying that was no, like they had other fucked up developmental issues, but like they were generally healthier. Like they had stronger immune systems and just things like that. I still would not go for it. That's still fucked up. Strong, but you're 14 and also want to suck on your mom's titty. I don't think that's great. <laughs> I mean, you have a powerful jaw. Suck that shit dry, you know? Oh my god. I just, when you said that, I just imagined you with your long glowing locks and your full beard. Mother's <laughs> milk is so healthy. <laughs> Fuck that, you fucking gross piece of shit. Mother, it's feeding time. Chet's hungry. I just vomed in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I just vomed on your tits a little bit. Oh, fucking get away! Ah, <laughs> uh, anywho, <laughs> uh, I have I got nothing to say after that. That's that's the end of it. The show's over. Everyone, go home. <laughs> Go home and sit on your mama's titty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, well, actually changing the subject. So SoCal Regionals was this past weekend. Yeah, it was really fun. I got to go too. Yeah, I went, Nikki went, that's it. No one else went. It was just the two of us. It was a great tournament. Uh but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I played on stream and lost because I thought it was three out of five, and uh I'm I'm not upset about it anymore because I went and played casuals and I fucked niggas up. Oh, I fucked them up. Uh, yeah, I, I destroyed most of the East Coast in casuals. You can quote me on that. You can you can tweet at them. I don't even care. But uh, yeah, it was it was great to play a lot more Marvel Infinite. And really just get time with the game against people who know what they're doing. Because playing online is cool. It's fun. And the netcode isn't too bad. But man, there's nothing like being right there next to someone who knows what they're doing. It made me jealous watching you play. That's why uh, when we left, I told Chet that I'm not... I am not a fan of Marvel visually, which is usually what draws me to games but watching so many people get hyped and excited for it and seeing some of the gameplay is making me want to play now so chat says he's going to teach me and connie how to play together so we yeah. need another stick yeah so. connie was actually pretty good at marvel 3. uh i think if she actually put in more time because she never practiced or played that much i think if she put in the time she actually could have been a threat but yeah no i i I'm eager to uh, teach some people how to play the game. I'll see if I can get Denzel on it too, because why the fuck not? Everybody here for Marvel Days, and you all will be seeing me at Evo 
2018. Hell yeah. I don't know if I'll be playing Marvel, but I'll at least be playing Guilty. (laughs) There you go. Well, provided that they have it at EVO, because it's impossible to tell what they're going to support in terms of anime games. Well, I mean, even if it's not like one of the main games, they still have Skullgirls like side tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, that's I can't imagine true. that they wouldn't like Guilty Gear is such a big name for fighting games. They would at least have some weird. Oh side no, they'll they'll definitely have a side tournament at the very least. Gonna get good. Yeah, I'm ready for it. But yeah, uh, SoCal Regionals was a lot of fun overall. Like aside from just the Marvel thing, also Filipino champ ended up winning. You already. I've heard my yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go on record and say fuck that guy. I've I've defended him in the past because like he's less of a douchebag in person than he is online. But he wouldn't even play me in casuals. So I'm gonna go on record and say fuck that guy. He thinks he's too good for someone who like the guys he was playing against are people that I beat. I don't know who the fuck he, he thinks he is turning me down. But yeah, fuck that guy. But he ended up winning. You know, he's been... he's he's He deserves it. He's been practicing for months now. So, you know. <laughs> before anybody else has a game. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it wasn't surprising. But I do want to give a, a good shout-out to Sacktap. He, he's a SoCal local who's... He's a hilarious guy. Like, he definitely takes the game seriously but he plays as if he doesn't because he does all this dumb shit he has so much tech with characters that no one else discovered because no one wants to play these characters and he's out there representing and he ended up getting second at socal regionals so you know good shit to him good shit to takewa and uh and richard Nguyen put on quite a show i i had to i got to play against Richard Nguyen in person so I experienced that shit firsthand. and Dorm Dante Dormammu plus Dante is oppressive it is hard to play against that team and he does so much dumb shit that if you don't play the game you don't understand just how nasty what he's doing is like, if you're just watching it, you're like, okay, wow, this looks stupid. No, if you've played against it firsthand, it's even dumber. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good shit to him, and I hope he continues to terrorize the entire Marvel Infinite community. Well, what's, is there any other big tournaments coming up? I know, well, obviously, Wednesday Night Fight, or there's that one Capcom thing that's happening in, like, a month, right? No, it's in December. There's there are a few tournaments that are coming up. There's one in Milan that's happening. That's going to be the next in the series of uh, Battle for the Stones that Capcom is doing, which is a series of tournaments that the winner. It's kind of like the Capcom Pro Tour for Marvel. It's, it's a much smaller scale because it's only half a month. Actually, it's only or it's only three months instead of a whole year. So it's a much smaller scale. But it's probably the precursor to a Capcom Pro Tour for Marvel. But uh, so, yeah, there's Milan Games Week or Games Fest or whatever it is that's taking place. That's in Italy. And but there's also Northwest Majors that's happening in Seattle this week. That's happening. Yeah. So those those two tournaments will be uh, what to watch if you're interested in Marvel Infinite. I'm assuming that 
Northwest Majors is going to be more more easily watchable. It's you know going to be all where all the American players are going. I'm I'm sure there's some big names going to show up at at the Milan tournament, but I can't think of any other major tournament that's been held in Italy. So we'll see how that goes. And beyond that, I'm not really sure. I don't know what else is happening. Most tournaments take place in like spring summer so the fall season's a little lacking usually but i you know we'll see what's uh what comes up but of course there's always wednesday night fights that's that's almost a major just in itself every week <laughs> yeah every week it is it is ridiculous like wednesday night fights and next little battle circuit those two weekly tournaments are so far beyond any other weekly that i i if you're in one of those areas, you are at a huge advantage. Yeah, it's love. I mean, Chet, Chet freaking goes and then stays out till three in the morning. Excuse playing. you until six? Oh, sorry. Six a.m. in the morning playing fighting games scares the shit out of me because I think he died in a car wreck. He didn't tell me he was staying out that late. I thought you would have been asleep. <laughs> and you were. You just woke up and saw I wasn't there at 530. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, I, I was commentating through the end of the tournament for Wednesday Night Fights last week. And, uh, yeah, the tournament ended up going until about 4.30 because there were some stream issues. And there was about, there was more than triple the usual number of entrants. So we did. Everybody was in town for... SCR. Yeah, a bunch of people were in town. Everyone was hyped for Marvel Infinite. Like, yeah, a, there were a lot of factors, but it made it that uh, it went until four thirty. It was ridiculous. So I stayed to commentate because mostly nobody else could. <laughs> well, cool. Yep. Yep. So yeah, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with the game. If you're on the fence about buying it, at least give it a shot. You know, it's it's just, it's just a lot of fun. That's really all I can say on it. Okay, so before we get into questions, I also want to just make a quick mention of rest in power, Hugh Hefner. He just died like an hour ago, or at least they just what? announced it. Yeah, Hugh Hefner just died. Fuck, I did not know. Holy shit. I mean, it just happened, so, you know, I, I don't blame you, but... Yeah, Hugh Hefner was an interesting guy. He, um, you know, of course, the HNIC of, of Playboy, but he was a real class act through and through. Like, you would think that he would be much more of a, like, a womanizer and, you know, objectify women a lot. But no, he was, you know, he loved his women, but he actually loved his women. <laughs> um, yeah. Damn. Yeah, he was, he was an interesting. Old. What's up? I mean, he was, he was old. <laughs> yeah, he was ninety-one, so it wasn't. It's not shocking. But uh, yeah, he was a real one. Rest in power. But let's get ourselves into some questions. So, sensual storm asks. I know you guys have mentioned it from time to time, but what do you guys think about Western comics? Not the superhero movies, but the comics themselves. Would you guys be interested in some comic recommendations? I haven't listened to episode 38 yet, so if you delve into this while you talk about Marvel Infinite, then whatever. 
Well, Sensual Storm, you're in luck because we did not talk about Western comics. And we really don't talk about Western comics because I don't think we really read them too much. I've read a few arcs, but I've never kept up with any Western comic runs, I would say. Uh, Nikki, I know you're really not that interested in Western comics in general. Why? I'm not interested in Western superhero comics, but I read a lot of... uh what is considered more indie western comics so <laughs> yeah okay uh, yeah if we're talking about like scott pilgrim i know you're also into empowered which is also a western superhero comic so suck it one of the only yeah that's one of the only western superhero comics that i religiously follow i really like it and if it's very hard for people to get into because the first two or three books of that if you look at it it looks kind of corny because uh, the, the, the story revolves around this girl named um her superhero name is empowered everybody calls her emp uh she has a superhero suit that makes her super strong or at least is supposed to but the problem is that her superhero suit actually the the strength of it is based on the strength of her mental fortitude and she is so terribly self-conscious in her superhero suit that she's she's like just worried that she looks fat in it so because she's so down on herself it actually makes her superhero suit super weak so she could walk through a thorn bush and it just rips and shreds apart <laughs> so the first uh adam warren drew it and he he actually did the american version of the dirty pair i think is what was one of the things he was most known for prior to this and he calls it his sexy superhero story and so in the beginning, it's kind of just a bunch of like one-off ha-has that the poor superhero empowered constantly gets captured and tied up and gagged. And like, it's just her being embarrassed and like trying to get through it. All the people at her superhero firm make fun of her constantly. She's known around town as being the like bondage superhero. Like she must love being tied up because she get it happens all the time. But around volume four shit gets really dark like where they are now people are dying uh yeah i don't want to ruin anything in case anybody wants to read it mm -hmm. but it, it gets really good i'm surprised it took the turn that it did it's just unfortunate that a lot of people drop it because three whole volumes are just like her getting tied up and there's also a lot of sex in it because she, she actually meets a villain and they start dating. And he has a whole backstory that is really dark and like all of his friends died and shit like that. But that, that comic's really good. Yeah. If you like superheroes, you should check it out. I think it's really fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, I also, I like a lot of indie Western comics. I like Scott Pilgrim, Empowered, anything by Brian Lee O'Malley, to be honest. Uh, I read all of Punk Rock Jesus while it was re releasing. I'm reading Snot Girl. I read this one really weird comic called Sweet Tooth that I was really into, uh, 30 Days a Night. And then I do believe the guy who drew 30 Days a Night drew this other comic I'm really into called uh, Wormwood Gentleman Corpse. So stuff like that. Yeah. But not superhero kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, as for the stuff that I've read, I read through all of the Blackest Night 
nonsense that went down. I've read most of Superior Iron Man. Uh, yeah, beyond that, it's a lot of like one-off little things or... I'll just pick stuff up here and there. I like following the characters, but I haven't read a lot of the comic series themselves. It's a little daunting to get into, to be honest. It's one of the reasons I don't get into it. Cause... Well, that's part partially because they do so many reboots. It's hard to get into, but they do so many reboots. So you have places so that you can get into it. Like you kind of have to fill in some gaps when you just jump into something. But as long as you're at least remotely familiar with most of the characters, you can kind of figure it out. So uh, it's 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 doable. You just kind of got to go for it. <laughs> I, I recently, well, within the last six months, I rewatched the movie Constantine, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And I was like, I should sit down and read the comics. And then I looked at the timeline of Constantine and it goes all the way back to like, the 50s or 60s is the first time Constantine showed up and it was in the Swamp Thing comic. Yeah. So I was like, that was like, oh, okay, I don't really want to read this anymore. I don't want to yeah. go back that far. Yeah, that is definitely a thing that is unique to American comics, at least as far as I'm aware in terms of media. But like, oftentimes, very popular characters start off making cameos in other things like the punisher didn't start out with his own comic the punisher started out as a cameo so did the hulk it's like all of these characters that are now you know very much standing on their own they started off as side characters and and cameos as it were in other comics and then they just branched out and people gave them backstories and all this stuff and you know you know where we are today. Yeah, it basically, as far as I know, the best place to start with any comic is usually the most recent reboot. Sometimes those those runs aren't the best, but it's a nice place to get started. I suppose so. I guess I'll have to to give it give con maybe I I feel like they're going to or did a recent Constantine reboot. And I'm sure they happened. did. I'm sure they did because they're constantly rebooting. To check it out, I know that <laughs> one comic that I tried to get into that was such a disappointment. One of the few co or, uh, comic book movies that I've thoroughly enjoyed was The Spirit, which I know that a lot of people <laughs> just fucking hated, yeah. but I loved it so much. I was like, I, I clapped at the end of the movie and I saw it like a, on a weekday, like in the middle of the day. And I was just like, that was amazing. I can't wait till it comes out on DVD. I bought it. Um, and so I wanted to get to the spirit comic and I was like, this, this was so dope. I can't wait to read about it. And I didn't realize the spirit was like made in the twenties. So. Oh yeah. He, that is an old character. Yeah. So I bought like, cause when the spirit came out, I think they re-released like the first, like popular comic of his that came out and i was like this is nothing like the movie i'm disappointed i don't want to read this anymore <laughs> yeah well if there's any recent reboots for that one give it a shot <laughs> so swervelo says fuck double down that movie is straight trash 
my friend put on that garbage one time and I was out like a light in 15 minutes. Never have I slept so well. Can you believe the sequels? Fuck that movie. That movie's great. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, I'm with him, man. That movie put my ass to sleep. Sleep. I was slapping you going, did you see that? Did you see that? That was so funny. Like, ah, yeah. And then he says, moving on. What do you guys know and like or dislike about Bay Area hip-hop and hypey culture? Guys like Too Short, Mac Dre, rest in peace, E-40, etc. I'm from San Jose, or San Jose, as Denzel so eloquently put it one episode, and would love to hear your thoughts. See you at Dick's Road Rage. Deuces. Yeah, you know, I'm not actually too big on specific regional hip-hop culture. I really don't know a lot about the Bay Area stuff. I know Mac Dre has some good stuff. E-40, Too Short, they have some good stuff. But I I know individual songs. None that I can name off the top. But I know individual songs, and I like those. But as a culture, I can't really weigh in too much on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm that is out of my my realm i don't even know so i like rap music but i do not pay attention to where it comes from so yeah yeah like i can i can talk about some specific subcultures of rap in in specific times like i like i can talk on new york rap culture and southern rap culture right now like specifically right now but that's about it <laughs> Leo Larkin asks, you guys fuck with Sabaton? No. It's no, we really. but... What's up? Oh, wait. I read that as Sabocon. So... Oh, yeah, like Sabaton Con? No, that's, that is <laughs> yeah. entirely different. Sabaton is... <laughs> it's, it's a metal band, and it seems like all of their music is historical. Like, a lot of it's about war. Like, specific wars. And I, okay. it's it's interesting stuff, it, like conceptually, but it's definitely not something I would listen to. I'm not really big on like Viking metal of any sort. Like, I'm very yeah. I listen to very little metal, so <laughs> yeah. I'm super picky when it comes to metal. It, like, that's probably where I'm most picky when it comes to music, because. And like it, some of the guys who do that is really talented, but there's a lot. Oh of shit. no, most of them, most of them are, are incredible musicians. Actually, like the singer, the singers to be a metal vocalist, especially like with that subset of metal, like power metal and like the the northern European influence stuff. Like you have to have some fucking pipes on you, and then to be a guitarist or a bassist, like the amount of work that you have to put in to play metal well is incredible and i respect the hell out of them as musicians i just don't care for their music <laughs> yeah i can i can feel that <laughs> desk rod asks hey guys i'm no expert in computers i just play video games on mine but it's a bit outdated by today's standards i've got an i5 nvidia 1050ti 8 gigs of ddr4 and whatnot and i want to upgrade it i was thinking of putting in an i7 i7 7700k and maybe another eight gigs of ram what should i first upgrade love the show keep it up yeah the the guys in the in the comment section answered it pretty well 
you know, the processor and the RAM are definitely going to go first. I, I think you're uh, on the right track. 8 gigs is kind of low, but it is DDR4, so it's not too bad. And, uh, you know, upgrading the processor can always help. But an i5 can do most things. Your graphics card is totally fine. Kokinen S. All right. So Marvel and Capcom are fun. Not sure how you guys feel about Disney and Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. And everyone loves Smash Bros. But are there any unrelated IPs you'd like to see smashed together? What kind of game would you like it to be? I want to say that I loved Kingdom Hearts, like the first two games before, I mean, until the story got really convoluted, I thought the idea of putting Final Fantasy and Disney characters was really cool and they did it really well. Like, so the one thing that I didn't like about Kingdom Hearts was the gummy ships, which I guess had nothing <laughs> to do with Final Fantasy or Disney, but... You know, it's funny. I, I liked the gummy ships. I was a little sad that they took it out. And nobody fucking liked it. You were the only person. <laughs> I thought they were, I thought it was fun. I actually wish they did something better with it. Because, like, I, I liked the idea of customizing your ship and, like, getting new parts for it and, like, you know, doing all that. But I hated the gummy missions. Like, that you had to sit yeah. through it sometimes and they're long and they're monotonous and they're stupid easy, too. I kind of wish they just did something more with it. But as for smashing IPs together, I mean, there's there's so many that you can work with. Like, so Na they do Namco Cross Capcom is a is a mobile game, and those have so much potential to be like better games. I mean, a lot of them are based around their fighting game IPs. But if they were to do a, a fighting game that was Namco cross Capcom, not Street Fighter cross Tekken, not Tekken cross Street Fighter, but straight up Namco and Capcom, because you could have Mega Man X, you can have uh, you can have Onimusha characters, you can have Tekken, you can have other things that Namco made that I can't think of off the top of my head because I haven't played a lot of Namco games lately because they haven't been doing shit. But things like that, or Konami as well. Like, Konami has a lot of good IPs that they have just neglected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that I would like to see put together actually got mentioned, and I hope it happens, but the uh, devs that worked on Blaze Blue and then another fighting game, I do believe, called Dengenki Bunko, uh, they said at one point that they wanted to make a fighting game of Love Live versus Idolmaster. Yeah, yeah, the producer of uh Blue said that. <laughs> like Pat and I this weekend were even uh somebody he didn't think it was cool, but if you've seen Kimono Friends, uh there was a Dojin group that actually made a indie fighting game of that with characters from the listen, show. Listen, here's why I didn't like it. The graphics were bad, the animations were terrible most of the movesets were lifted off of other characters and it played just like every other game like it was if it was something a little better i would have appreciated it but right like as it is i just think it's okay it's a cute idea but you're only doing this because it's kimono friends like that's it it's not a huge fighting game like group it's a, a freaking comic circle from japan of artists that decided to make the game i'm going to take it with a grain of salt like about looking at it like capcom or anything like that 
I thought it was cute, and if you've watched the show, some of the they did lift moves off other characters, but they made sure it fit with the character's personality that they put it on, which I enjoyed. So yeah, I mean that's that's fair, I guess. I guess they could have just done it in Mugen. <laughs> I thought it was charming. I'm not gonna play it. I'm not gonna buy it, but I enjoyed that it exists. It was cute to watch the video, and I'd love to see like fun movesets with idols and then chat would get to beat up idols that he hates so much yeah but, then I'd have, yeah but then idols would still have to win like if i could be a producer beating up idols then i'd be down <laughs> totally put producer song in there it just the the suit with the big p you could just yeah dude okay <laughs> if, if i could play as producer song i'd be down leo larkin asks is it a shame on western media that an anime Maria the Virgin Witch, is considered one of the more accurate portrayals of medieval warfare. It also has a pretty faithful show of Christian mythology. You know, I haven't seen that show myself. Nikki, you, you've watched the first episode of that? I watched the first two, and I, I dropped it because I had too much I was watching that season and it didn't draw me in. So maybe that's why Western media doesn't do it because it's kind of boring <laughs> yeah I, I i think american audiences don't really care about accurate portrayals of war and i mean i i think this is kind of a global thing because actual warfare doesn't usually involve you know one great general or one badass fighter taking down 30 guys and walking away mostly unscathed which has happened in so many anime i can't even like begin to list them but you know usually you know if you have five thousand people five fighting five thousand people more than half of them are walking home from both sides like win or lose you're gonna keep most of your people alive and it was only really noteworthy when you had people like genghis khan that would slaughter their entire army or like subjugate them systematically. So it's it's less exciting than a lot of us kind of like to think and, you know, portray. But yeah, I, I also think that with anime, because Japanese media and Japanese people are a little less familiar with some of the Christian mythos and with some of the, the tropes that we have about medieval warfare, they can probably research it with a more open mind and they don't have all these preconceived notions about what people want to see and you know all that so that's kind of my guess as to like why they got it right and we haven't one thing i will say about that anime though as i'm looking at pictures of it right now is it had a really interesting art style that felt almost 90s in ways now I'm so look at this <laughs> Some of the facial expressions from from her actually reminds me a lot of Gunsmith Cats. So she actually looks like she looks like Min Mei from Gunsmith Cats. So huh. yeah, it does kind of have a bit of a classic feel to it. That's interesting. I should probably give it another shot. Yeah, it looks cute. So I, I, I cuter I think than one I would have expected. Yeah, one of the reasons I think I dropped it is because she has an owl that turns into a sexy woman. I think I'm looking at it now. <laughs> Straps on her titties and her crotch, and I was, I was yeah. like, oh, the main girl's really cute. And then I think sometime in the first two episodes, she's like, 
oh wait, you haven't had sex? Oh ho ho. And I'm like, this looks like it's going in a bad direction. I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you've got the word virgin in the title, that probably means that has something to do with the storyline. And finally, Rella Rella says, Nice Marvel chat. I don't even play and I thought it was interesting. I heavily disagree with chat that a symmetrical game is boring, but I'm not going to get into it because that's a boring topic. I do have some anime recce's for Chet, Eric, and Denzel. Feel free to ignore them, but look at a screenshot and decide against it, or watch less than a fur-length episode and drop it. Personally, I give shows about half an episode before I decide if I can drop them or not. For Denzel, he recommends MD Geist, or Mad Bull 34, or Cyber City 08808. Just pretty, uh, those are animes I've never even heard of, so this guy must be legit. <laughs> yeah, you know. I have heard of the last two, though, and I have strong opinions about both of them. <laughs> yes, yes. For me, he recommends Sakamoto Descott. He says it's a comedy about the most high, perfect high school assumed to ever exist. And then he explains some of the situations from the shows. And I have actually watched Sakamoto Descott. I watched about six episodes of it, maybe a little more. And I never finished it because it was always the same joke, essentially. Like, yeah, it's really boring because it's the same thing. It's, the punchline to every joke is, he's perfect. He just has an answer for everything. Yeah, and while I'm okay with kind of... I'm okay with kind of monotonous comedy sometimes, but I feel like it was so ridiculous, but... I don't know, it just kind of lost my interest. It is funny for, for the first few episodes, for sure. It's actually very yeah, funny. But the first three are pre like pretty good. But yeah. then I, personally, when I got to four, I was like, oh, okay, is this it? Like, is this just every episode? And I think one thing that harms it, actually, is I do believe the episodes are full 24. Like yeah, there's minutes. no need for it to be that long. There, there's no need Better for it Better in a shorter long. format, I think. Definitely. Like 10, 11 minute episodes. I, I so. think that would work a lot better. And for Eric, he recommends Gekon Shoujo Nozaki kun, which I have. Gekon is so good! No, okay. <laughs> so I will explain what it's about. It is a romantic comedy, but it's about a girl who's in love with a boy in her class. And it turns out he's actually a mangaka for this very popular shoujo manga that everybody thinks is a woman because he portrays like these very romantic scenes. And it's a very girly, like almost aikatsu looking kind of, of manga. And in real life, he's a dimwit when it comes to romance and he just does not pick up on anything. <laughs> so the, the story, he eventually, the, he finds out that girls can draw well and they end up working on the manga together. Uh, and it's just, it, it's- Wow, spoilers, jeez. <laughs> an episode, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a story about her and him getting into these weird situations and him just not picking up on anything they also introduce they, there's more characters than that and there's they've all got their own trope that's really funny i thoroughly enjoyed it the opening is good the, the artwork's good the humor's good i don't care I, for the art style at all you should watch it and not judge a book by its cover chat <laughs> it's another. It's it's a, it's like pseudo pseudo dead children. Like it is romantic comedy, but the comedy is the forefront. And the romance is really not. I mean, so. I'm looking. I I I'm looking at the art, and I'm just. It's it. It's 
like the it looks like shoujo's that I don't like. I'm just saying, I, I I'll give it a shot. I'll give it an episode, but it it looks like shows that I don't like. I'm just saying. I don't. I think it looks better than most shoujo, but that's just me. And there's lots of fun characters, and his like the main dude's yeah. face is way too long. Anyway, he's, he's also supposed to be a boring character, like. Yeah, like he just doesn't really have much of a personality to him. That's so he okay. Looks... He can, he's allowed to be boring, but why the long face? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, I don't have access to voicemails, so yeah, that's about it, I guess. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Guess it's time to make Chet watch an episode of Gek on Snowjo Nozaki Kun before we go to bed. Yeah, we'll see about that. Or see him? I'll, I'll drug you, make you lay there. <laughs> <laughs> watch keep, all the anime. You'll keep me awake watching anime. This uh, is what happens when you move your girlfriend into your house. <laughs> yeah, guys, don't ever do it. Don't. <laughs> Don't let them rope you into this. You think, oh, you're gonna save money on rent? It's not worth it, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you could you could solve it by just not dating a weeaboo. Chat made the mistake. Learn from his mistakes. <sighs> Listen, don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> be like Tasty Steve. Tasty Steve told me the key to his success in life right now is that the woman he's dating has nothing to do with fighting games, nothing to do with anime. She accepts him for it. But she has, she will not participate in it at all. And I was like, damn, why couldn't I think of that? <laughs> Chet has his weeaboo girlfriend. He takes her to the fighting game event. She dresses in a slutty costume and walks around and doesn't play the games. <laughs> yup, she's out here being a fake gamer girl. And I just have to sit here and take it. Like, what am I, what am I going to do? Am I going to break up with her because she's into stuff? You know how much of a hypocrite I would make me look like? break up with her just because she's got a great set of tits why would you do that right <laughs> <laughs> anyway thanks for listening this has been real nerd hours if you want to follow the show we've got our subreddit realnerdhours.reddit.com we've got our facebook page uh facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast you can follow us on twitter at X Real Nerd Hours. You can follow me on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. You can follow Denzel at that Denzel. And you can follow Nikki at Pigginaka, P I G G Y N U K K A. Excellent. Uh, you can give us a call, leave a voicemail. We'll get to them. I'm sure we have a backlog because we haven't done it in a few weeks, but we will get to them. When we can, uh, you could leave a voicemail by calling in at 413-SAVAGE-1. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks.